Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to make you aware of what I'm calling the In God We Trust Rally. It's going to be held on September the 14th in our place here in Woodland Park, Colorado. And this is to motivate Christians to get involved in our culture and participate. We're going to have state senators and representatives speaking. We are expecting this to make a big impact. We're going to have Dr. Lance Wall now with us. We're going to have Richard Harris, Mark Coward, who runs our practical government school. And it's going to be a great time. Man, if you love this country and if you want to be a part of seeing it turn around and head towards the Lord, come join us on September the 14th for the In God We Trust rally. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. God loves you. God wants to bless you and prosper you, but you have to respond in faith. I was able to take that, believing it, and move ahead and operate in giving, believing for a harvest and getting harvest every time. Once I did that, I made more money than ever. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the beginning of my third week of teaching on a subject that I've entitled Financial Stewardship. I have this book on it. I have it also in Spanish. We have a study guide in English and in Spanish. We have CDs, DVDs, and we're also offering a DVD entitled Financial Breakthrough. And this has a number of stories of people who have taken these principles, have put it to practice in their life, and are seeing God prosper them. So all of this material is just to be able to help you begin to experience the prosperity that God wants you to experience. You might notice that I didn't entitle this How to Prosper or something like that. I specifically, for the first two weeks, have been emphasizing stewardship. And I tell you, this is really important that you understand this because when you say that a person is a steward, that means that it's not your money, you are managing the affairs, the financial affairs of another person. And this really is the right approach towards prosperity is that you need to recognize that God is the source of everything that you've got. God is one who gave you your talents, your abilities, uh, whatever you know, country you live in, we live in the most prosperous time in the world. There is unlimited potential in the vast majority of the countries who are watching this program. And you need to recognize God is your source and quit looking at it as this is my money and God, how dare you ask for a portion of my money? I need all of this. If you are thinking properly, you need to see yourself as a steward where, God, this is your money. You're the one that gave me my talents, my abilities. You're the one who's given me my health. You're the one who's had people before me die to produce this liberty and freedom that I have so that I can prosper. What do you want me to do? This is your money, your assets. When you approach things that way, it totally changes everything. And I've really been emphasizing this. On my programs last week, I spent a couple of days in the parable that's in Luke chapter 16, and I want to pick up there again. I'm not through with everything I wanted to say, but I know many of you, uh, you've slept since last week or possibly you missed those programs. Real quickly, let me just say that in the first eight verses of Luke 16, Jesus was teaching a parable about a man who was a steward 
FOR A RICH MAN. AGAIN, THAT MEANS THAT HE WAS MANAGING THE RICH MAN'S MONEY. IT WASN'T HIS MONEY. HE WASN'T FREE TO DO WITH IT WHATEVER HE THOUGHT. AND IT TURNED OUT THAT HE WAS ACCUSED TO HIS MASTER THAT HE HAD BEEN WASTING THE GOODS. AND YOU COULD INTERPRET THAT A NUMBER OF DIFFERENT WAYS. BUT ANYWAY, HE'D BEEN TAKING THE MASTER'S MONEY AND NOT USING IT THE WAY THAT THE MASTER WANTED HIM TO USE IT. BASICALLY, HE WAS STEALING MONEY. HE WAS ACTING LIKE IT WAS HIS OWN WHEN THE TRUTH IS HE WAS A STEWARD FOR ANOTHER PERSON. AND SO WHEN THE MASTER FOUND OUT ABOUT IT, HE CALLED HIM IN AND HE SAYS, YOU PUT YOUR BOOKS IN ORDER. I'M GOING TO INSPECT THEM. AND IF THE REPORT THAT I'VE HEARD ABOUT YOU IS TRUE, I'M GOING TO FIRE YOU. AND IN LUKE CHAPTER 16, VERSE 3, IT SAYS, THEN THE SERVANT SAID WITHIN HIMSELF, WHAT SHALL I DO? MY LORD TAKETH AWAY FROM ME THE STEWARDSHIP. I CANNOT DIG TO BEG. I'M ASHAMED. SO RIGHT THERE IS BASICALLY AN ADMISSION OF GUILT. HE KNEW THAT WHEN HIS BOOKS WERE EXAMINED, THAT HE WOULD COME UP SHORT AND HE WOULD BE FIRED. SO THIS WAS HIM ADMITTING THAT, YES, HE WAS A THIEF. HE HAD BEEN MISUSING THE POSITION THAT GOD HAD GIVEN HIM. AND THEN IN VERSE 4, HE DECIDED TO DO SOMETHING DIFFERENT. HE KEPT STEALING MONEY FROM HIS MASTER, BUT THIS TIME, INSTEAD OF PUTTING THE MONEY IN HIS POCKET, HE STARTED TAKING HIS MASTER'S MONEY AND GIVING IT TO THE PEOPLE THAT OWED HIS MASTER MONEY. AND IT SAYS HE CALLED EVERY ONE OF THE LORD'S DEBTORS AND I BELIEVE THAT THERE WAS PROBABLY MORE THAN TWO, BUT IT GAVE TWO EXAMPLES, JUST AS, uh, YOU KNOW, EXAMPLES OF WHAT HE HAD DONE. AND IN ONE, HE DISCOUNTED THE BILL THAT THE PERSON OWED HIS MASTER 50%. TO ANOTHER PERSON, HE DISCOUNTED THE BILL 20%. AND HERE'S WHAT, HERE'S THE REASON THAT HE DID IT. Uh, HE SAYS THAT HE WOULD DO THIS SO THAT WHEN HE IS PUT OUT OF THE STEWARDSHIP, THAT THEY WOULD RECEIVE HIM INTO THEIR HOMES. IN OTHER WORDS, HE WAS USING THE MONEY THAT HE HAD CONTROL OVER, HIS MASTER'S MONEY, AND HE WAS BRIBING PEOPLE. HE WAS GIVING MONEY TO PEOPLE THAT REALLY WASN'T HIS TO GIVE, BUT HE WAS DISCOUNTING THEIR BILLS, AND HE WAS DOING THIS SO THAT WHEN HE GOT FIRED, HE COULD GO KNOCK ON THEIR DOOR AND SAY, DO YOU REMEMBER THAT I GAVE YOU, YOU KNOW, THE EQUIVALENT OF $100,000 WORTH OF CREDITS OR $20,000 HERE, AND I'VE BEEN FIRED. COULD I COME AND STAY WITH YOU? WOULD YOU FEED ME? AND THEY WOULD FEEL OBLIGATED TO HIM BECAUSE HE HAD GIVEN THEM SO MUCH OF A DISCOUNT. SO HE WAS USING HIS MASTER'S MONEY TO BRIBE PEOPLE. AND SO THAT'S BASICALLY THE PARABLE. THAT PART OF IT IS NOT UNUSUAL. BUT IN THE EIGHTH VERSE IS WHERE THIS PARABLE REALLY TAKES A TWIST, AND uh, IT'S HARD TO UNDERSTAND. FOR MANY YEARS, I REALLY STRUGGLED AS, WHAT IS THE POINT? OF THIS PARABLE. I UNDERSTOOD PEOPLE STEALING OTHER PEOPLE'S MONEY AND EVEN USING MONEY TO BRIBE PEOPLE OR TO INFLUENCE PEOPLE. WE'VE ALL SEEN THAT, SO I COULD UNDERSTAND THAT. BUT IN THE EIGHTH VERSE, LOOK AT THIS, IT SAYS, AND THE LORD COMMENDED THE UNJUST STEWARD BECAUSE HE HAD DONE WISELY, FOR THE CHILDREN OF THIS WORLD ARE IN THEIR GENERATION WISER THAN THE CHILDREN OF LIGHT. AND THERE WAS TWO THINGS. I'VE ALREADY MENTIONED THIS. I'M NOT GOING TO GO BACK INTO GREAT DETAIL, BUT THERE WAS TWO THINGS HERE. ONE OF THEM IS THE MASTER. THE WAY THAT HE LOOKED AT SOMEBODY WHO WAS STEALING MONEY FROM HIM AND THE FACT THAT HE WASN'T SO INFURIATED, HE WASN'T SO HURT PERSONALLY THAT HE COULDN'T FIND SOMETHING GOOD TO SAY ABOUT THIS MAN WHO WAS STEALING MONEY FROM HIM. THAT SAYS VOLUMES. THAT SAYS, FIRST OF ALL, THAT THIS MAN'S IDENTITY WASN'T IN HIS ASSETS IN THE THING THAT HE HAD, AND THAT IS RARE AS HEN'S TEETH. I TELL YOU, MOST PEOPLE TODAY, THEIR IDENTITY, THEIR SECURITY IS IN THE PHYSICAL THINGS THAT THEY HAVE. IT'S NOT IN THE LORD. 
they are just consumed with these things. You can prove that because like in 2008, 2009, when the stock market crashed and they called it the Great Recession, there were people whose lives were just caught up in the stock market and in all of these investments, and people started killing themselves. They just couldn't even imagine the future without all of these things. That is the antithesis. That's the opposite of what this master did. He, people were, his uh, servant was stealing money from him, and yet he was detached enough from that money that he could actually issue a compliment to the person that was stealing money. And that says a lot. That says that this man used money like a tool. You know, I've got tools. I do woodworking things. I make, uh, you know, I've made a little bit of furniture. I make bowls. I make uh, just, I, I love working with wood. And because of it, I've got, you know, table saws and routers and um, lathes and just all kinds of tools. And I, I like those tools. They're awesome tools. I've got some of the best tools. And so I use them, but they are not my focus, my security isn't in them. If one of them broke, I'd just go get another one. You know, the tool, it, it's just something that I use. I'm not in love with the tool. I enjoy what the tool helps me do. That's the way that you need to look at money. Money is a tool. Your security should not be in money. Your security should be in the Lord. But as God prospers you, you can have money so that it enables you to do things. But your security isn't in that money. Your security is in the Lord. Like I said, I talked about this last week. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. But that is one great truth that only people who have a steward mentality, only people who think that way can have that kind of an attitude. Most people, if your security is in your assets, your car, your house, the money that you have, and things like this, well, then if something happens to them, it just breaks your heart. But if a person's attitude is really focused on the Lord, it doesn't matter. You know, I can't remember if I gave this example here. I, t I give this so many places, I forget where I give it, but we were going to be evacuated from our home in 2002. We had the Hayman Fire in Colorado and it burned 144,000 acres, and it came within one mile of our house, and the police literally made a mandatory eva evacuation from our house. And so we thought about getting like a U-Haul truck and moving out as much as we could because it looked like that the fire was gonna destroy where we live. But Jamie and I just decided we got some papers that we couldn't do without. We got some pictures and some things that were personal, and we left all the rest of our stuff in our house. And uh, we just prayed over it and spoke the word, took our authority, and we believed that God was gonna protect our house, and He did. And you can't even see any of the effects of the fire from where we live. So anyway, we prayed and believed for that. But our neighbors were loading up their U-Haul trucks. I mean, people were having moving companies come and just gut their houses because it looked like our homes were gonna be destroyed. So we prayed over our house, and as we were leaving, you know, I praise God for my wife. Jamie is such a blessing. But as we were leaving, she says, I agree with you. I believe that our home is protected. But then she says, it's just stuff. She says, we enjoyed getting this stuff. And you know, if we lose everything, we would enjoy getting it back. Now see, that is an attitude. That's the attitude that this man had. He was facing the loss of some of his assets because his servant 
WAS MISUSING THOSE FUNDS. AND YET HE DIDN'T, HIS LIFE WASN'T WOUND UP IN HIS MONEY. HE SAW GOD AS HIS SOURCE. GOD IS THE ONE WHO GAVE HIM ALL OF THAT MONEY, AND IF SOMEBODY STEALS IT FROM HIM, he, HE WAS GOING TO DEAL WITH IT. THAT'S NOT BEING A GOOD STEWARD IF YOU JUST ALLOW PEOPLE TO STEAL FROM YOU. SO HE WAS GOING TO DEAL WITH IT. HE WAS GOING TO FIRE THIS MAN. HE WAS DOING WHAT WAS NECESSARY, BUT HE WASN'T HEARTBROKEN. HE WASN'T SO HURT THAT HE COULDN'T SEE THROUGH HIS HURT, AND ALL HE COULD SEE WAS THAT SOMEBODY'S DOING ME WRONG. HE WAS ACTUALLY SEEING THAT THIS MAN HAD FINALLY LEARNED A LESSON ABOUT MONEY, AND HE ISSUED A COMPLIMENT TO THE MAN WHO WAS STEALING MONEY FROM HIM. THAT IS RADICAL. AND AGAIN, I COULD PREACH ON THIS FOR DAYS BECAUSE THIS IS JUST SO RARE, BUT IT COMES BECAUSE PEOPLE'S FAITH IS IN THE LORD, JUST LIKE JAMIE. Well, YOU KNOW, WHEN SHE SAYS IT'S JUST STUFF, MOST OF YOU, WELL, I GUESS NEARLY EVERY ONE OF YOU HAVE NEVER SEEN MY HOUSE. IT'S NOT A REAL FANCY HOUSE, BUT WE DESIGNED IT. WE BUILT IT. JAMIE HAS PERSONALIZED IT. I MEAN, IF WE WERE TO MOVE, IT WOULD TAKE ONE MOVING VAN TO LOAD UP ALL OF JAMIE'S STUFF AND THEN ANOTHER MOVING VAN TO MOVE OUR FURNITURE AND THINGS LIKE THIS. I MEAN, JAMIE HAS PERSONALIZED IT. THIS HOUSE HAS GOT JAMIE WRITTEN ALL OVER IT. SO IT'S NOT THAT SHE DIDN'T LOVE WHERE WE LIVE AND THAT SHE DIDN'T LOVE THE THINGS THAT SHE HAD DONE TO FIX IT UP, BUT SEE, SHE HAD THE RIGHT ATTITUDE. IT'S JUST STUFF. GOD IS OUR SOURCE. AND IF SOMEBODY STEALS FROM US, if, IF WE LOSE SOMETHING, WE'LL GET IT BACK. AND I'VE I've USED THIS. YOU KNOW, WE HAD A BOOK. THE VERY FIRST BOOK THAT I EVER PRINTED WAS ENTITLED LIVING IN THE BALANCE OF GRACE AND FAITH. AND THIS IS BACK WHEN OUR INCOME WAS VERY SMALL. I DON'T REMEMBER EXACTLY WHAT IT WAS, BUT I, I BET YOU OUR INCOME PROBABLY WASN'T OVER $80,000 PER YEAR. AND WE HAD, uh, I FORGET THE EXACT NUMBER, BUT IT WAS LIKE twenty-five dollars OR $30,000, I DON'T REMEMBER, TO PRINT THIS BOOK, AND I DIDN'T HAVE THE MONEY. I MEAN, THAT WAS LIKE A THIRD uh, OF OUR INCOME, AT LEAST. AND SO THE WAY THAT I DEALT WITH THIS, I WENT TO MY PARTNERS, AND I TOLD THEM, I SAID, WE'VE GOT THIS BOOK THAT I WANT TO PRINT, BUT IT'S GOING TO COST, YOU KNOW, $25,000, $30,000, WHATEVER IT IS, AND I DON'T HAVE IT, BUT I'll, WHAT I'LL DO IS PRE-SALE THIS BOOK TO YOU. IF YOU WILL SEND IN MONEY AND GIVE ME THE MONEY UP FRONT TO PRINT THIS BOOK, THEN AS SOON AS IT GETS PRINTED, I'LL SEND YOU A FREE AUTOGRAPH COPY. SO THAT'S WHAT I DID WITH MY PARTNERS, AND THEY SUPPLIED ENOUGH MONEY. SO WE GOT THAT MONEY. WE GAVE IT TO THE uh, AGENT. WE ACTUALLY HAD A um, REPUTABLE uh, PUBLISHING COMPANY. I WON'T TELL YOU THE NAME OF IT, BUT WE HAD THIS COMPANY. CHARLES STANLEY WAS WITH THEM, uh, ALSO NIKKI CRUZ. ALL THREE OF US HAD THIS SAME THING HAPPEN TO US. AND THE PERSON WHO WAS THE AGENT FOR THIS PUBLISHING COMPANY, THEY, they TOLD US, THEY TOLD uh, ME THAT THEY uh, WERE IN A SITUATION THEY NEEDED THE MONEY, AND IF WE WOULD PAY THE MONEY UP FRONT IN CASH, THEN THEY WOULD GIVE US A DISCOUNT. THEY SAID IT WAS GOING TO COST LIKE forty-five dollars OR $50,000 TO PRINT, uh, YOU KNOW, SO MANY COPIES OF THIS BOOK, BUT THEY WOULD GIVE IT TO ME AT A DISCOUNTED PRICE, twenty-five, thirty thousand, WHATEVER IT WAS, IF I'D PAY THE MONEY UP FRONT. SO I DID THAT. CHARLES STANLEY DID IT. NIKKI CRUZ DID IT. AND WE ALL PAID THIS uh, SALESMAN FOR THIS PUBLISHING COMPANY. TURNS OUT HE WAS A CROOK, AND HE TOOK OUR MONEY, AND HE RAN OFF. AND SO WE WERE OUT ALL OF THIS MONEY. AND LIKE FOR ME, IT WAS A THIRD OF A YEAR'S INCOME. IT WAS A HUGE AMOUNT OF MONEY. AND HE TOOK IT AND WAS GONE. AND THEN NOT ONLY DID I LOSE THAT twenty-five, thirty thousand, WHATEVER IT WAS, BUT 
I had to come up with 45,000 or whatever it was to, to now go back to that publisher and get the book printed at the original price. So I lost not only the 30,000, but the 45,000. Altogether, it was 70 or 80,000. It was a year's income for me that I had lost. And I remember exactly where I was when one of my employees came up and told me the situation and explained that we had just lost all of that money that we had paid. We had to come up with an additional 45, 50,000, whatever it was. And I remember as they were telling me that I just stood there stunned for a few minutes like, how could this happen? And I was uh, assessing the situation, what it was going to take, how would I ever overcome this deficit? And you could ask my employees that were there. And for about 10 seconds or so, I just stood there processing all of this, thinking about what it meant to me. And then immediately, I had a scripture come to me out of Proverbs chapter 6. And it says that if you catch a thief, he has to restore sevenfold or give all of the substance of his house. To repay. And so when that scripture came to me immediately, I said, give me a pencil and paper. And man, I, I wrote, you know, like we had lost like $75,000 or whatever. And I wrote seven times 75,000 and I wrote it out and figured it out. And I said, this is, I, the devil is the one who stole from me. And in the name of Jesus, I'm claiming this back seven times. And I wrote that out and I said, this is how much we're going to increase this year. And did you know by that year's end, we were within, I think it was $10 or something. I don't remember again, but it was nearly exactly our income had increased nearly exactly that much money. And when you consider that our total income was only like 80,000 a year, it, it happened. But my point is, see, because God was my source, because I had seen myself as a steward and I let somebody fool me and they stole some money from me, I should have probably researched. I'm a lot wiser now. I've never had that happen again. That was probably back about 1980. And uh, so I was a steward and I didn't do everything right, but because I saw God as my source, and not all of these physical things. I probably didn't spend more than 10 or 15 seconds stunned and shocked by this. And then immediately I moved back into faith and I began to praise God. And sure enough, our income increased and we have prospered since then. See, that's the point that I'm trying to make. This man saw God as his source. And even though one of his employees had wasted some of his goods, no big deal. You know, I've had employees that have done things to me that have, uh, I won't go into any of the detail, but I've had employees do some things and, and I've had people that have hurt me and I've been absolutely justified in firing these people. And if they were really malicious and were trying to hurt me, well then, you know, we just fire them and that's it. But I've had people that uh, just made mistakes and it was time for them to go, but I have blessed them and my attitude is, but you know what? Money is the least important thing. Treating people correctly is the right thing. And we've given people some great severance packages and done things like this because, again, I see God as my source. I'm not sitting there being cheap. You know, being cheap is not stewardship. I was just with Creflo Dollar this last week, and he was, he was making some of these same points and talking about stewardship. And he, he said stewardship is not cheap ship. You have to, 
say that slow and uh, say it deliberately or you could really get those words confused. But that was really quite a statement. Stewardship is not cheap ship. It is not being cheap. It's just seeing that you are not the master. What is God telling you to do? You know, when we built our Karis Bible College campus, God had spoken to me that I had limited him by my small thinking, and I needed to take the limits off God. And so, man, our ministry began to explode. The Bible school began to explode. We had to come up with a campus and start building things. And did you know, again, I, am, I have the stewardship mentality. And I'm not saying I do it perfectly, but this is the way that I think. God, what do you want? And I sat down and designed the buildings that I thought God wanted me to build. And did you know it turned out that this was absolutely inspired of God? Because if you wanted to go to our website and check out under the history of AWM, the Little Star video is what we call it, the people who owned that property before us, the man got born again just two weeks before he died. And he had a vision of buildings built on this exact property with glass all across the southern side so that people could watch the uh, beautiful scenery as they had learned Christian education. He had a vision of it. And did you know, without me knowing that story, I didn't know this until after we had already built the first building, I designed the buildings that this man, Gilbert Jackson, saw. I would really encourage you to go check that out. It is one of the most powerful things. I've never watched that, that it hasn't really impacted me. And my point in saying this is, see, I could have built something that was cheaper. We could have put up just a little metal building and stuff, but the Lord told me not to limit him. And so I just got to thinking, God, it's your place. What do you want? And I prayed about it. And I believe that God showed me the same vision that he showed Gilbert Jackson 16 years before we bought this property and probably 20 years before we built that building. And you know what? It, that's being a steward. God, what do you want? And yet there's some people that you think being a steward is being as cheap as you possibly can. And I, again, there is no great benefit to just wasting money. As we design that building, we have a downstairs in that very first building that we built. And it seats, if you were to open up all of the dividers, we can seat seven or 800 people down there. But there is a post in the very center of the thing. Most of the time we have these dividers drawn for the different classrooms. But I didn't want that post there. And I talked to the architect and I said, what do we have to do to get rid of this post? And he says, well, you can do it, but it's gonna, you're going to have to put up a beam and it's going to cost you a million to a million and a half dollars extra if you take this post out. Now, most of the time, those dividers are closed, and so it's really not a big deal. And you know what I said? I think I could live with that post. So I'm not saying that I completely ignored finances, but it wasn't the driving force. I saw God as my source. And this is what this man did. This man was not heartbroken when he saw that one of his employees had wasted his goods. He was so detached from that money that he actually found an opportunity to compliment the man who had stolen things from him because that money, his life wasn't in the money, his security wasn't in the money, his security was in God. That's being a steward. And this is one of the things that I've really been emphasizing. This is why I've entitled this teaching Financial Stewardship. I'm going to teach a lot of other things about how to prosper and how for your money to increase. But if you have 
a selfish motivation in this. If you don't see yourself as a steward, I believe that that corrupts the entire flow of everything that God wants to do in your life. You need to start with this attitude of being a financial steward. I tell you, it'll make a huge difference in your life. Again, let me mention that I've got this book in English and in Spanish. I've got a study guide that's the same material reformatted so that you can teach others. And I've got that in English and in Spanish. We've got CDs and DVDs. And then we have this Financial Breakthroughs DVD that has a number of testimonies of people who have put these truths to work in their life and are prospering supernaturally. So I encourage you to listen to our announcer as he gives you information about how to receive these materials. And please call or write today. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse at how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is changing the world. Gilbert Jackson was a successful businessman and property owner. But after being diagnosed with cancer, his primary nurse felt led to share with him the one thing his life was missing, a relationship with Jesus. After what dad called his conversion experience, his focus had changed and he said, these properties need to be used for Christian uses, Christian education. Uh, Andrew Womack saw that property and he had told me he had driven by for years and years coming down from the mountains through Woodland Park. None of us would have known what God had in store for it. The family realized their father's vision for the property was coming true, and God had planted that vision in Andrew's heart. Thank you, partners, for allowing Gilbert Jackson's vision of a Bible school with giant windows to come to pass. To watch the whole story, visit awmi.net today. Andrew's complete teaching titled Financial Stewardship is available in either a CD or DVD album, or as a book or companion study guide also available is the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, which includes six true stories of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Also, Andrew would like to make available his redesigned Living Commentary Bible software. Download your copy of Andrew's Living Commentary and start studying through the Bible with Andrew today. The Living Commentary is available for both Mac and PC for a gift of only $120 exclusively as a download at awmi.net. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. 
to write us. Use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. The ministry training program is designed to help Karis Bible graduates identify and be equipped in their calling in one of our seven distinctive schools and our leadership program. The Practical Government School equips Christians with a solid foundation in critical areas to effectively impact the arena of government. For more information, visit karisbiblecollege.org.